qué bueno es estar juntos. It's so good to be together. Um, I think there's something powerful about when we worship together in community. Yo creo que hay algo poderoso que sucede cuando eh, adoramos a Dios juntos en comunidad. Right? Uh, the only thing that we can give God is our worship. Lo único que tú y yo le podemos dar a Dios es nuestra adoración. And so when we gather together and we worship Jesus, um, it's, it's, it's a sacrifice to him and it's pleasing to him. And so um, we're going to go ahead and um, jump right into uh, our message this morning. Vamos a entrar a nuestro mensaje. Um, welcome once again to Eden Church. Bienvenidos una vez más a Eden. If you're visiting us y nos visitas, gracias por tomar el tiempo para estar con nosotros. Um, at the end, um, at our coffee bar, we want to meet with you. We want to connect with you and see how we can come alongside you. Al final de la reunión, tenemos una estación de café donde queremos conectar contigo y venir eh, al lado tuyo. So um, these past couple of weeks, uh, we've been in a series that we've titled This is Home. Estas últimas semanas hemos estado en una serie titulada uh, This is Home. Y la idea grande de esta historia, the big idea about this series is that we're studying the life of Jesus. Estamos viendo la vida de Jesús and we're learning the patterns of Jesus. Estamos aprendiendo los patrones de la vida de Jesús. And um, each week we're looking at different patterns Jesus did and Jesus taught. Cada semana estamos viendo diferentes patrones que Jesús hizo y que Jesús enseñó. Y como discípulos, as disciples of Jesus, right, um, our invitation is to follow the footsteps of Jesus. Nuestra invitación es seguir los pasos de Jesús. And week one, la primera semana que empezamos la serie, when we kicked off the series, um, I told you guys that uh, these practices, que estas prácticas no son lo que te salvan, right? These practices aren't the things that save you, but what these practices do is that they create space for us to encounter God. Esas prácticas crean espacio en nuestras vidas para que podamos experimentar a Dios y Dios por su espíritu empieza a transformar nuestros corazones, right? So it creates space for us to encounter God, but when we encounter God, God through his spirit, he begins to transform our hearts. And so the goal, la meta, is to look more like Jesus. Es vernos más como Jesús. And so last week we talked about silence and solitude. La semana pasada hablamos acerca del silencio y la soledad. Que Dios quiere pasar tiempo a solas contigo. That God wants to spend alone time with you. We also saw that through silence and solitude, we're able to hear the voice of God. Que en el silencio y la soledad tú y yo podemos escuchar la voz de Dios. And then... Uh, last but not least, we also saw that through silence and solitude, God begins to heal the wounds of our hearts. Que por medio del silencio y la soledad, Dios empieza a sanar las heridas de nuestro corazón. And so, this week, we're going to be talking about the fourth practice. Hoy vamos a estar hablando acerca de la cuarta práctica. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the practice of reading your Bible. Hoy vamos a estar hablando acerca de la práctica de leer tu Biblia. Um, there's a famous saying. Hay un dicho famoso que dice, eh, si le das un pescado al hombre, eh, lo alimentas por un día. It says, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Le, le, si le enseñas a pescar, lo alimentas por el resto de su vida. And so, God loves it when you come to church and you listen to his word on Sundays. 
Dios ama cuando tú vienes a la iglesia y escuchas su palabra los domingos, pero yo creo que Él quiere enseñarte cómo alimentarte de lunes a sábado. I believe that God wants to teach you how to feed yourself Monday to Saturday, right? Because a lot of the times, um, the only time we're reading scripture, muchas de las veces, la única vez que estamos leyendo la Biblia son los domingos. It's only on Sundays, but God doesn't want a starving church. Dios no quiere una iglesia que se, que se está como muriendo de hambre. God wants a church that is alive. Dios quiere una iglesia que esté viva. And if as a church we're going to be a church that's alive, we got to be in God's word. Si queremos ser una iglesia que está viva, tenemos que estar en la palabra de Dios. And so, um, what's interesting to me, lo que se me hace muy interesante, is that when Jesus was walking this earth, cuando Jesús estaba caminando por la tierra, the disciples, they asked Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Los discípulos le preguntan a Jesús, Jesús, enséñanos cómo orar. And now we know it as the Lord's Prayer, el, el Padre Nuestro, right? Um, it's the Lord's Prayer. And part of the Lord's Prayer, parte del Padre Nuestro, um, there's this phrase where Jesus says, give us today our daily bread. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. And as a kid, I was a chubby, well, not a lot has changed. Huh? Um, that was my favorite verse. Ah, give me my bread of every day. Huh? Dame mi pan de cada día. Now, as time goes by, um, I've realized that this isn't really talking about a physical bread. Esto no está hablando acerca de un pan físico, pero está hablando acerca de un pan espiritual. It's talking about a spiritual bread. And so, um, now, when we, we study the Bible, cuando estudiamos la Biblia, when we hear um, man shall not live by bread alone, right? Cuando escuchamos hombre no vivirá solo del, del pan, right? It, it, the word bread, esta palabra pan, more importantly, it points towards the word of God. Habla acerca de la palabra de Dios. And so I really believe, yo creo, that God wants to give you your daily bread. Que Dios quiere darte tu pan de cada día. He doesn't want to give you Sunday bread. No te quiere dar pan del domingo. But he wants to give you daily bread. Te quiere dar pan de vida todos los días. And so, um, we're going to be in, uh, uh, we're going to look at different passages. Vamos a ver diferentes pasajes. We're going to start off in 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. Eh, vamos a empezar en 2 de Timoteo, verso tre, uh, capítulo 3, verso 16. I'll read it to you in Spanish. It should be in English. Toda la escritura, it's talking about the Bible, es inspirada por Dios y es útil para enseñarlos lo que es verdad y para hacernos ver lo que está mal en nuestra vida. Nos corrige cuando estamos equivocados y nos enseña a hacer lo correcto. Dios la usa para preparar y capacitar a su pueblo para que hagan toda buena obra. Lo que vamos a hacer esta, esta mañana, eh, quiero hablarte acerca del por qué es importante leer tu Biblia. This morning I want to talk to you about the why it's important for you and I to read the Bible. But then also at the end, I want to give you some practical tools. Quiero darte unas herramientas prácticas en cómo tú puedes empezar el día de hoy. How you can begin this practice today. And so, um, I have four points, very simple, cuatro puntos muy sencillos. Uh, the first one, el primero, la primera cosa que la palabra de Dios hace, the first thing the word of God does, number one, it brings hope. La palabra de Dios, número uno, nos trae esperanza. Cuando tú empiezas a leer tu Biblia, when you begin to read your word, 
Your heart starts filling up with joy, with hope. Tu corazón se empieza a llenar con esperanza. The word of God begins to heal wounds in our hearts. La palabra de Dios empieza a sanar heridas en nuestros corazones. Now, um, Nani and I have been uh, pretty open about our story with um, our baby. Nani, hemos sido muy honestos eh, con lo que está pasando con nuestra situación con nuestro bebé. Eh, los doctores nos dijeron que había eh, como liquid, extra líquido en el cuello del bebé. They told us that there was some like extra, extra liquid on the baby's neck. Um, and they told us that it could be a sign of a Down syndrome. Nos dijeron que pudiera ser una señal de, de Down syndrome. Or, o tal vez, um, it could just disappear and kind of fix itself as it goes. O esto, este líquido se puede desaparecer. Now, um, if I'm being honest with you, si soy honesto contigo, um, a veces Nani y yo, sometimes Nani and I, um, we don't want to like get our hopes up. Eh, no nos queremos disilusionar. And so, um, we were like, ah, oh, man, like, you know, we're, we're praying for healing. Estamos orando por sanidad. But every time, if I'm being honest with you, every time we're walking up the stairs, we're taking the elevator to the, to the hospital, to the doctor, cada vez que vamos al doctor, man, we just look at each other and we're like, ah, oh, we don't want to get our hopes up. No queremos, no nos queremos desanimar. Like, what if it's still there? ¿Qué tal que si todavía está ahí el líquido? Now, um, God really challenged us this week. Dios nos retó esta semana, because I was studying um, for this message. God was saying, hey, when you read my Bible, cuando tú lees la Biblia, you don't got to get your hopes down. No tienes que pensar que te vas a disolucionar. When you read my Bible, you can get hope. Cuando tú lees mi Biblia, tú puedes llenar tu corazón con esperanza. Mi, mi, mi palabra puede infundir tu corazón con esperanza. My word can infuse your heart with hope. And I love what Romans chapter 15, verse 4 says. Amo lo que dice Romanos 15, 4. Eso es lo que dice. Tales cosas se escribieron hace tiempo en las escrituras, en la Bible, para que nos sirvan de enseñanza. Y las escrituras nos dan, ¿qué? Nos dan esperanza y ánimo mientras esperamos con paciencia hasta que se cumplan las promesas de Dios. Toda la Biblia fue escrita para que tú y yo pudiéramos encontrar esperanza. Esta semana estaba viendo un estudio. Uh, this week I was looking at a study, a secular study that they did in 2021, in 2021. And it says that uh, 51% of uh, young people in the U.S., el 51% de jóvenes en los Estados Unidos um, se sienten desesperanzados. Uh, 51% of young people in the U.S. feel hopeless. Now, the good news for you and I, las buenas noticias para ti y para mí, es que cuando tú y yo leemos la Biblia, when you and I, we read the Bible, when we go to God's Word, cuando vamos a la Palabra de Dios, tú y yo podemos encontrar esperanza. You and I can find hope. When you and I, we read the Bible, cuando tú y yo leemos la Biblia, God promises to fill your hearts with hope. Right. Cuando vamos a la Biblia, Dios promete llenar tu corazón con esperanza. And maybe you're going through a season in your life, tal vez estás pasando una temporada en tu vida, donde sientes que lo que estás pasando es una situación imposible. Maybe you're going through a season of your life where you feel like you're going through an impossible season. And you feel discouraged, te sientes desanimado, you can go to God's word. Tú puedes ir a la palabra de Dios. You can go to the, the story of Moses. 
Puedes ir la historia de Moisés cuando ellos salieron de Egipto, when they left Egypt and they're in front of the Red Sea, están enfrente del Mar Rojo, and they find themselves in this impossible situation. Se encuentran en esta situación que parece imposible, right? They got the, the Egyptians following them, tienen a los egipcios siguiéndolos, and their only way forward is, is the Red Sea. Now, we read the Bible. Nosotros leemos la Biblia and we're like, ah, we know what happens. Sabemos lo que pasa, right? We got the Avengers movies. Like, ah, like, right? So we see, we read the Bible and we're like, it's normal for us. It's normal para nosotros. You got to understand that at that moment, there was no Red Sea parting before. En aquel momento, Dios no había abierto el Mar Rojo antes. It was an impossible situation. Era una situación imposible. And so when you read scripture and you're, you're reading the, the story of Moses, cuando estás leyendo escritura, estás leyendo la, la vida de Moisés, and you see how God showed up in an impossible situation. Cuando tú lees la Biblia y tú ves que Dios apareció en una situación que parecía imposible, you can fill your hearts with hope. Tú puedes, tu corazón se puede llenar con esperanza sabiendo que nosotros tenemos un Dios de lo imposible. That we have a God of the impossible. And maybe... Uh, you're going through uh, family problems. Tal vez estás pasando por eh, eh, problemas familiares. And, and you feel discouraged. Te sientes desanimado. You, you can go to the Bible and find hope. Te puedes ir a la Biblia y encontrar esperanza. You can look at the life of Joseph. Puedes ver la vida de José y cómo Dios trabajó en medio del quebrantamiento de su familia. You can look at the, at the life of Joseph. You can see how God worked through a very dysfunctional family. And as we were singing this song, como estamos cantando la canción, right? You, whatever the enemy intended for evil, you intended it for good. Lo que el enemigo quería usar para malo en tu vida, Dios lo convierte en algo bueno. And so... The first thing the word of God does, and, and I love this, lo primero que la palabra de Dios hace es que trae esperanza a nuestros corazones, is that it brings hope to our hearts. But, but number two, número dos, la palabra de Dios nos da dirección. The word of God gives you a night direction. Uh, look at the words of King David in Psalms 119. Mira las palabras del Rey David en Salmos 119. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. Dice, tu palabra es una lámpara que guía mis pies y una luz para mi camino. Now, what's interesting about this verse, lo que es interesante de este verso, es que David está refiriéndose a lo que sucedió en Éxodo. David is referencing what happened in the book of Exodus, right? When the nation of Israel, when God's people were in the desert, cuando el pueblo de Dios estaba en el desierto, Dios proveyó una nube de día y una columna de fuego por noche. God provided a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire during the night. And what was the purpose of the cloud and the fire? ¿Cuál era el propósito de la nube y el fuego? El propósito era que Dios, por medio de la nube y por medio del fuego, God through the cloud and God through the fire, was going to guide his people through the desert. Dios iba a guiar a su pueblo por el desierto. The good news for you and I, las buenas noticias para ti y para mí, is that we don't have like a physical cloud and this physical pillar of fire. No tenemos un, una nube física y una columna de fuego, fuego en la noche. But what we do have is we have the word of God to guide us. Tenemos la palabra de Dios para guiarnos. We have the living word to guide us. Tenemos la palabra viva para guiarnos. That's the good news. 
Now, um, the problem is that a lot of the times we don't open the Bible. El problema es que muchas las veces no abrimos la Biblia. And we got a whole generation. You know what's crazy? ¿Sabes lo que está loco? More than ever, secularism has grown. No idea how to say that in Spanish. El secularismo. Is that a word? It's a word. Hey, let's go. Um, secularism, not going to try that again. Um, it has grown over the years with uh, the younger generation. More than ever. Más que nunca. La gente se está yendo de la iglesia, which is crazy that we planted a church during the pandemic when people are leaving the church. ¿Verdad? Más que nunca la gente se está yendo de la iglesia. More than ever, people are, are, are going into secularism. Secularism is growing. Secularismo está creciendo. Secular, secular. Está creciendo. Right? But as that's grown, more people are confused. Más gente está confundida. More people, the reason why depression has grown is because people don't know why they're here. Gente no sabe por qué están aquí. They're, they, don't, they don't have hope. They don't have direction. No tienen dirección. And the reason why is because we're not in God's word. Porque no estamos en la palabra de Dios. And so as secularism has grown, depression has grown with that. People not having purpose has grown with that. People not having direction has grown with that. And so as a church, como iglesia, nosotros, eh, cuando vamos a la escritura, when we go to the word of God, you and I can have direction. Tú y yo podemos tener dirección. Ponemos el verso una vez más. Because David says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Tu palabra es una lámpara que guía mis pies y una luz para mi camino. You see, the primary way that God directs you in your life is through his word. La, 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 la manera... Eh, la, la manera primordial que Dios te guía es por medio de su palabra. And so if you're here today and you're, you're struggling with, man, what's my purpose? Estás aquí, ¿cuál es mi propósito? ¿A dónde voy? Where's the direction of my life? I got good news for you. You don't have to look far. You can go to God's word. Tú puedes ir a la palabra de Dios porque Dios por medio de su palabra promete guiarte. God through his word, he promises to guide you. And I know a lot of what we're saying today is very basic, is muy básico, but man, if we really applied this to our lives, si realmente aplicáramos esto a nuestras vidas, man. So, so the first thing we see about God's word is that God's word brings us hope. La palabra de Dios nos da esperanza. La palabra de Dios, número dos, nos da dirección. Number two, the word of God gives us direction. But number three, número tres, is that the word of God is our weapon against the enemy. Número tres es que la palabra de Dios es nuestra arma contra el enemigo. Uh, go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesios capítulo 6, uh, Paul is encouraging the church. Pablo está animando la iglesia que nos pongamos la armadura de Dios. Telling us to put on the full armor of Christ. And look what he says in verse 12. Pues no luchamos contra enemigos de carne y huesos, sino contra gobernadores malignos y autoridades del mundo invisible, contra fuerzas poderosas de este mundo tenebrosos, 
y contra espíritus malignos de los lugares celestiales. Por lo tanto, pónganse todas las piezas de la armadura de Dios para, para poder resistir al enemigo en el tiempo del mal. Así después de la batalla todos seguirán de pie firmes. Y da una lista de diferentes cosas que representan la armadura de Dios. And he goes on to give a list of different things that represent the armor of God. And in verse 17, in el verso 17, check this out. He says, mira este verso 17, pónganse la salvación como casco y tomen la espada del Espíritu que es, ¿qué? La palabra de Dios. When you study the, the armor of Christ, cuando tú estudias la armadura de Cristo, lo que se me hace muy interesante, what's very interesting, that a lot of the armor of Christ is very defensive. Mucho de la armadura de, de, de Dios que Pablo escribe es muy defensiva, como el casco, eh, los, el, el, el yelmo, right? And so it, it, it's very defensive. When you study the armor of God, cuando tú estudias la armadura de Dios, the only thing that's offensive la única, the, the only thing that attacks, la única cosa que puedes usar para atacar es la palabra de Dios. It's the word of God. It's, it's the spirit. It, it, it's the sword of the spirit. La espada del espíritu. It's the word of God. And I love that Jesus is our example. Amo que Jesús es nuestro ejemplo. Because Jesus never asks us to do something he never did. Jesús nunca nos va a pedir que hagamos algo que él no hizo. After Jesus was baptized in the book of Luke, después de que Jesús fue bautizado, the word of God tells us that, that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Que el Espíritu Santo llevó a Jesús al desierto. And, and Jesus, for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible tells us that Jesus, he fasted. Que por 40 días y 40 noches, Jesús ayunó, and he was, he was practicing silence and solitude, el silencio y soledad. He was alone with God. Estaba solo con Dios. And the Bible tells us that at the very end of the 40 days, al final de los 40 días, the enemy tried to tempt Jesus three times. El enemigo trató de tentar a Jesús tres veces. He says, hey, essentially we're saying, hey, bow down to me and I'll give you everything. Adórame a mí y te voy a dar todo lo que quieras. Now, what did Jesus say to combat the temptation of the enemy? ¿Qué es lo que Jesús dijo para pelear de regreso a lo que el enemigo dijo? Jesus starts qu quoting what? Drake lyrics. No. He, 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 you know what's crazy? We know more Drake lyrics than the word. It's, that's just other message. But, but Jesus, he, he starts quoting the word of God. Él empieza a decir versos. Hey, it is written. Está escrito. It is written. Está escrito. It is written. Está escrito. And so, and so Jesus shows us that the way that we combat the enemy Jesús nos enseña que la manera como tú y yo peleamos no, no es con, con, con nuestras fuerzas, but it's through the word of God, es con la palabra de Dios. And so, it's not just about, you know, the Bible verse you get of the day, no solo es el verso que te llega cada día. Um, it's about intentionally, every day, going to God's word, intencionalmente yendo a la palabra de Dios todos los días. And also memorizing scripture, teniendo la palabra de Dios memorizada, because, man, when you're tempted, you don't have time to go to Google and look up a verse. Cuando estás pasando por algo, no tienes tiempo para ir a Google y encontrar un verso, no. You got to have the word of God in your heart. Tienes que tener la palabra de Dios en tu corazón para que puedas pelear contra 
no, no con tu amigo, no con alguien de la iglesia, sino con los principales del cielo y potestades del cielo. And so the word of God is our weapon. I, I think of it this way. Um, pretend like, I'm, I'm going to give, just use your imagination with me. Pretend you're like walking home. Like, si que estás caminando, está oscuro, it's dark. You're walking through this alley. We're in Santa Ana, so it's, it kind of works, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm from Santa Ana, so all right. So um, you're, 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 you're in Santa Ana. You're walking through this dark alley. Estás en Santa Ana. Estás caminando por esta, esta calle oscura. And at the very end, you see some, some guy. And you just know he, he, he wants to, like, like, hit you and beat you up and possibly kill you. Es un hombre viniendo hacia ti. Te quiere matar. Te quiere lastimar, Right? And, and let's say you have a, a gun. Tú tienes una, una pistola. And you have a stick. Tienes un palo. Right? With a guy coming at you, what do you think he's going to try to take away from you? ¿Qué crees que es lo que él te va a querer quitar primero? La pistola. Right? The gun. Why? Because it's stronger than the stick. Porque es más fuerte que el palo, ¿verdad? And so the word of God is like a gun to you. La palabra de Dios es como tu pistola. And the very first thing God, the enemy is going to try to take away from you is the importance of going to God's word. Lo primero que el enemigo te va a querer quitar es, es la importancia y la disciplina de ir a la palabra de Dios todos los días. Because he knows that when the word gets inside of you, man, you have ammunition. And so uh, that, that's number three. Now, Look at number four. Mira la número cuatro. Cuando tú y yo leemos la Biblia, when you and I, we start reading the word of God, we're going to realize that the word of God isn't really just about do's and don'ts. Cuando te pones a leer la Biblia, te vas a dar cuenta que la Biblia realmente no es como, no hagas esto, haz esto, ¿no? But you'll realize that what the word of God is, lo que la palabra de Dios es número cuatro, the word of God, it's all about Jesus. La palabra se trata de Jesús. Because when we study the word of God, cuando estudiamos la palabra de Dios, no, no estudiamos para, para que, ah, me conozco miles de versos, me morir. It's not to like puff us up. But when we study the word of God, It's so that we can find Jesus in the scripture. Para que podamos encontrar a Jesús en la escritura. Jesús está en toda la Biblia. Jesus is in all the Bible. Jesus is in the Old Testament. Jesus is in the New Testament. Jesús está en el Antiguo Testamento. Jesús está en el Nuevo Testamento. The whole Bible is about Jesus. Toda la Biblia se trata de Jesús. Déjame mostrártelo. We're going we're to go through a lot of stuff right here. Stick with me, okay? Um, in the book of Genesis, Jesus is the seed of the woman. In the libro de Genesis, Jesús es la semilla de la mujer. In the libro de Éxodo, Jesús es el cordero de la Pascua. Jesus is the Passover lamb in the book of Exodus. In the book of Leviticus, 
Jesus is our high priest. In the Libro de Levítico, Jesús es nuestro sumo sacerdote. In the book of Numbers, Jesus is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Jesús es la nube del día y el pilar de fuego en la noche. In the book of Deuteronomy, in the libro de Deuteronomio, Jesús es nuestra ciudad de refugio. Jesus is our city of refuge. In the book of Joseph, in the libro de de José, Joshua, sorry, in the book of Joshua, Jesus is the captain of our salvation. Jesús es el capitán de nuestra salvación. In the libro de Jueces, Jesús es nuestro juez. Justo. In the book of Judges, Jesus is our just judge. In the book of Ruth, Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. In the libro de Ruth, Jesús es nuestro pariente redentor. First and second Samuel, Jesus is our trusted prophet. In primera y segunda Samuel, Jesús es nuestro profeta confiable. In the book of Kings and Chronicles, Jesus is our sovereign king. In the libro de los Reyes y Crónicas, Dios es nuestro rey soberano. In the book of Ezra, in the libro de Esdras, Jesus is our faithful scribe, es nuestro escriba fiel. In the book of Nehemiah, in the libro de Nehemiah, um, he is the one reconstructing what's been destroyed. Él es el que está reconstruyendo todo lo que fue destruido. In the book of Esther, in the libro de Esther, Jesús es nuestro abogado. Jesus is our advocate. In the libro de Job, in the book of Job, he is um, our everlasting redeemer. Él es nuestro redentor que vive para siempre. In the book of Psalms, in the libro de los Salmos, God, Jesus is my good shepherd. Jesús es mi buen pastor. In the libro de Proverbios Ecclesiastes, in the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, Jesus is our wisdom. Jesús es nuestra sabiduría. In the book of Song of Solomon, in the libro de Cantares, Jesus is the groom to the church. Jesús es el esposo de la iglesia. In the libro de Isaías, in the book of Isaiah, Jesus is the servant that suffered. Jesús es el sirviente que sufrió. In the book of Jeremiah, in Lamentations, Jeremías y Lamentaciones, Jesús es el profeta que llora. Jesus is the prophet that cries. In the libro de Ezequiel, in the gospel of Ezekiel, sorry, not the gospel, the book of Ezekiel, el libro de Ezequiel, él es el, él es el rey que es digno para reinar. He is the king that has the right to rule. In the book of Daniel, in the libro de Daniel, Jesús es el cuarto hombre en, en, el, en, el, uh, en el fuego. Jesus is the fourth man in the fire. In the libro de Oseas, in the book of Hosea, Jesus um, is forever faithful to his church. Jesús es fiel para siempre a su iglesia. In the book of Joel, in the libro de Joel, Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesús nos bautiza con el Espíritu Santo y con fuego. In the libro de Amos, in the book of Amos, we're going through verses. Uh, Jesus, he restores justice. Jesús restaura la justicia. In the book of Obadiah, Jesus is our Savior. In the libro de Abadías, Jesús es nuestro Salvador. In the book of Jonah, Jesus is the great missionary that carries good news. Jesús en el libro de Jonás es el, un misionero que lleva buenas noticias. In the book of Malachi, Jesus is a messenger. Jesús es un, mesa, uh, un uh, mensajero. That's uh, uh, in the book of Nahum, in the libro de Nahum, Jesus is our strength. Jesús es nuestra fortaleza. In the book of Habakkuk, in the libro de Habakkuk, Jesús es nuestra salvación. Jesus is our salvation. In the book of Zephaniah, in the libro de Sofonías, Jesús es, 
El Señor poderoso para salvar. He is mighty to save. Hello, Hillsong, right? Mighty to save. In the libro de Ajeo, in the book of um, Haggai, he is the one restoring what was missing. Él es el que está restaurando lo que fue perdido. En el libro de Zacarías, in the book of Zechariah, Jesus is our fountain. Jesús es nuestra fuente. En el libro de Malaquías, in the book of Malachi, Jesus is the king of justice. Jesús es el rey de justicia. New Testament, Nuevo Testamento. In the book of Matthew, Jesus is with us. Jesús está con nosotros. In the book of Mark, in the libro de Marcos, Jesús es el Hijo de Dios. Jesus is the Son of God. In the book of Luke, in the libro de Lucas, Jesus feels what you and I feel. Jesús siente lo que tú y yo sentimos. In the Gospel of John, in el Evangelio de Juan, Jesús es el pan de vida. Jesus is the bread of life. In the book of Acts, in the libro de Hechos, Él es el Salvador del mundo. He is the Savior of the world. In the book of Romans, in the libro de Romanos, Jesus is the righteousness of God. Jesús es la justicia de Dios. In 1 Corinthians, Jesus is the resurrection. Jesús es la resurrección. In 2 Corinthians, segunda de Corintios, Jesus is our comforter. Jesús es nuestro consuelo. In the book of Galatians, in the libro de Galatas, Jesús es nuestra libertad. Jesus is our liberty. In the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians, Jesús es la cabeza de la iglesia. Jesus is the head of the church. In the book of Philippians, in the libro de Filipenses, Jesus is our joy. Jesús es nuestro gozo. In the book of Colossians, in Colossenses, Jesús es nuestra integridad. Jesus is our integrity. First and second Thessalonians, primera y segunda de Thessalonicenses, Jesús es nuestra esperanza. Jesus is our hope. First Timothy, primera de Timoteo, Jesús es nuestra fe. Jesus is our faith. Second Timothy, segunda de Timoteo, Él es nuestra estabilidad. He's our stability. The book of Philemon, el libro de Filimón, Jesús es nuestro benefactor. He is our benefactor. In the book of uh, Titus, el libro de Tito, Jesús es la verdad. Jesus is the truth. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is our perfection. Jesús es nuestra perfección. In the book of James, in the libro de Santiago, Él es el poder detrás de nuestra fe. He is the power behind our faith. In the book of First Peter, Jesus is our example. In Primera de Pedro, Jesús es nuestro ejemplo. In Segunda de Pedro, in Second Peter, Jesus is our purity. Jesús es nuestra pureza. In First John, Jesus is the life. In Primera de Juan, Jesús es la vida. In Segunda de Juan, Jesus is our example. Jesús es nuestro ejemplo. In Tercera de Juan, Third John, Jesus is our motivation. Jesús es nuestra motivación. In the book of Jude, in the libro de Judas, Jesús es el fundamento de nuestra fe. He is the foundation of our faith. And in the book of Revelation, in the libro de Apocalipsis, Jesus is the king that will come back. Jesús es el rey que va a regresar. Jesus is in all the Bible. Jesús está en toda la Biblia. And so when we go to God's word, we're not looking for the, ah, no skinny jeans, no tattoos. We're not looking for principles of do's and don'ts. When we go to the word of God, cuando vamos a la palabra de Dios, tú y yo vamos a la palabra de Dios para encontrar a una persona. Y su nombre es Jesús. That is good news. The team can join me. Jesus is in all the Bible. Jesús está en toda la Biblia. 
And it reminds me of that moment when Jesus, he's talking to the Pharisees. Jesus está hablando con los fariseos. And the Pharisees, they know so much scripture. Ellos saben mucha palabra, right? And Jesus, he tells them, hey, man, you're going, you're, you think you find eternal life through the scripture. Tú piensas que tú encuentras la vida eterna solo por saber la Biblia. But what you're missing, lo que estás fallando, and what you don't realize is that whole, the whole Bible's about me. Que la Biblia se trata de mí. And so what I'm encouraging you to is not a life of knowledge that puffs up. No te estoy animando a una vida que... Ah, me eleva porque sé mucha palabra. No, I'm inviting you to a life that goes to, to God's word, que va la palabra de Dios, to find Jesus, a encontrar a Jesús. I want to finish with one last verse. Quiero terminar con un verso. Uh, Mark chapter 4, Marcos capítulo 4. Um, it's about six verses. I'll read it to you real quickly. Mark chapter 4, verse 14 and 16. This is a parable that Jesus gave. Esta es una parábola que Jesús dio. He says, Dice esto, el agricultor siembra las semillas a llevar la palabra de Dios a otros. Saying there's this sower that he goes to sow, sow seeds and that seed represents the word of God. Esa semilla representa la palabra de Dios. Las semillas que cayeron en el camino representan a los que oyen el mensaje, pero enseguida viene Satanás y lo quita. Las semillas sobre la tierra rocosa representa a los que oyen el mensaje inmediatamente recibe, lo reciben con alegría. Pero como no tienen raíces profundas, no duran mucho. En cuanto tienen problemas o son perseguidos por creer la palabra de Dios, caen. La semilla que cayó entre los espinos representa a los que oyen la palabra de Dios. Pero muy pronto el mensaje queda desplazado por las preocupaciones de esta vida. El atractivo de las, lo que es atractivo de las riquezas y el deseo por otras cosas. Así que no produce nada de fruto. Verso 20, verse 20. This is it right here. Y las semillas que cayeron en buena tierra representan los que oyen y aceptan la palabra de Dios. Y producen una cosecha 30, 60 y hasta 100 veces más numerosos de los que había sembrado. Jesus, he's uh, sharing this parable. Jesús está enseñando esta parábola. And he's giving an example of what it looks like to receive God's word. Estando una parábola en cómo se ve, en cómo tú y yo podemos recibir la palabra de Dios. And he says that there's different types of soils. Hay diferentes tipos de tierra. And each soil represents our hearts. Y cada tipo de tierra representa nuestros corazones. And he goes, the first one is like the, 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 the sower, he starts sowing seeds. El sembrador empieza tirar semillas and the first one he's like the first kind of heart that's represented is that they hear the word of God el primer corazón es el que escucha la palabra de Dios but the enemy he snatches it and it produces no fruit el enemigo se lleva esa palabra y no produce fruto because the enemy knows that when the word of God enters your heart it has power to grow and so even now as we as we study God's word the enemy is going to try to bring distractions into your heart, into your mind, thinking about what we're going to eat after. Because he knows that that word, if it enters your heart, it's going to produce fruit. El enemigo sabe que si la palabra de Dios entra a tu corazón va a producir fruto. And so what he does a lot of the time is that he brings in distractions and he takes the seed. Se lleva la semilla. Jesus goes on to say there's a second type of seed. 
uh, uh, ground gate, segundo tipo de tierra. The second one it goes is that they received the word with joy, recibieron la palabra con gozo, but they never grew roots. Nunca tuvieron raíces. And so when something difficult happened in life, they left. Cuando algo difícil pasó en su vida, se fueron. And that's why it's important that you and I, when we receive the word of God, receive it with joy, yes. Recibir la palabra con gozo, sí. But also constantly go back to God's word to find hope. Regresar a la palabra de Dios para encontrar esperanza. Because we live in, in, in a hard, difficult world. Vivimos en un mundo difícil. Where we're, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. Vamos a pasar por tribulaciones y cosas difíciles. But when we go through those things... We want to be the kind of church that finds hope in the Word of God. Queremos ser el tipo de iglesia que encuentra esperanza en la palabra de Dios. And then Jesus says there's a third type of soil, un tercer tipo de tierra. The third type of soil, he goes, it's the one that things of this world outgrow the Word of God. Que cosas de este mundo crecen más rápido que la palabra de Dios. And it starts choking the Word of God down. And so there's no fruit. Y empiezan a ahogar la, la palabra de Dios y no hay, no hay fruto. You see, right now, I don't know if you know this, no sé si sabes esto, pero ahorita, hay una batalla por tu corazón. There's a battle for your heart. There's things in your life that may not necessarily be bad, tal vez cosas que no son malas, but they want to rule your life. It's like King of the Hill. Whoever's at the top will dictate how you live your life. And if the Spirit is at the top of the King of the Hill, si el Espíritu está arriba, man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna produce fruit. But as you go and live through life, you're going to realize that there's things that want to make their way to the top of the hill. And we got to be intentional to protect God's word. And then the last one, which I'm believing and declaring over our church, that we're going to be the, the good soil. Que vamos a la buena tierra. That when the word of God hits your heart, que cuando palabra de Dios llega a tu corazón, va a producir fruto. It's going to produce fruit. But it doesn't just happen. No solo sucede. We intentionally have to receive God's word. Tenemos que recibir la palabra de Dios. Why don't you close your eyes? Que no cierras tus ojos. This morning, Jesus is asking, Will you receive my word? Jesús está preguntando, ¿vas a recibir mi palabra? And in order for you and I to receive God's word in our heart, y para recibir la palabra de Dios en nuestros corazones, the first step you and I have to do, el primer paso que tú y yo tenemos que hacer, es recibir a Jesús en nuestro corazón. Porque Él es la palabra viva. We need to receive God in our hearts because He is the living word. So, I want to give a moment if you yet haven't invited Jesus into your heart. Si tú aún no has aceptado o has invitado a Jesús a tu vida. And this morning we want to make that decision of inviting Jesus into your life. Y esta mañana tú quieres invitar a Jesús a tu vida. I want to invite you to raise your hand. You can put it right back down after. If this morning you say, hey, you know what? I want to receive God's word in my heart.
would you pray this with me? Jesus, I invite you into my heart today. I recognize that I'm a sinner in need of you. Jesus, I give you my life. And God, would you give me a new heart? God, I receive your love and your forgiveness for my sins. And I thank you that you give me eternal life as a gift. And Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross that you paid for my sins. And today I receive your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we give a big round of applause for a friend that... Welcome to the family.